0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A few weeks ago, I went over to the hospital and I enjoyed the annual employee slash retiree Christmas dinner. It was nice. You get to see some people you haven't seen for a while and sit around and talk. It's a good meal. Uh, the one thing that's a little uh, different about it is that the administration people and supervisors do the serving. Have you ever gone to this, Herb? Yeah, they, it, it's kind of a different look. And I think it's a way of saying, we're all in this together. You know, we're serving you, you're serving the patients. And, and so, you know, that's good. It's a little unnerving to see the CFO of the hospital with a hairnet on saying, would you like the chicken or the pork chop? But still, it's, it's kind of good. Uh, it, it reminds me of today's gospel lesson. And that's because John the baptizer was in a similar situation. Jesus came to him and said, you need to baptize me. And John thought, no, I, I think you need to baptize me, not me baptize you. No, Jesus said, that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. You have to do it that way. And I think there was in John that part of him that had the same sense that I did at the Christmas dinner, and that is, this really isn't respecting the hierarchy very well, is it? It seems like kind of out of place. And the other factor was that John was doing a baptism uh, of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And John thought, Jesus doesn't need that. He doesn't have any sins. And so it was kind of hard for him to wrap his mind around why he would do that. Uh, But that's what Jesus said needed to be done. Now, people have different notions of what baptism is. And there are some folks who believe that baptism is um, kind of a, a, an initiation, kind of like joining a, a club, like joining the Elks or the Kiwanis or, or something like that. And that's your initiation, right? And then you pay your dues, you know, and, and then you're, you're good to go after that. You're, you're in, you're a member. They think it's kind of no more than that. And then there are people, uh, on the other hand, who view baptism as a type of hell insurance. Uh, and that is, that. like when I was a kid, and some of you will remember this, uh, when I was a kid, if you were a Lutheran and you had a new baby, you didn't go anywhere until that baby was baptized first. Does anybody remember that? Yeah, some of you do. Yeah, and it, it, was, it, it felt a little like hell insurance uh, at that time too. <laughs> You didn't want to take any chances out there with a baby on the road, you know, going anywhere. Uh, And yet baptism is a lot more than that. And Jesus ushered baptism in for us in the way we know it. And I give you three reasons why Jesus wanted to be baptized by John. The first is because Jesus was obedient to the Father. And Martin Luther in his large catechism said, if the Father... If God the Father believes something is important, then it must be important and we should do it. And so that's one reason God wanted him to. And that's really kind of good enough. But the second reason is that Jesus ushered in a difference in uh, baptism than what John was doing. John baptized with water, Jesus baptized with God's Spirit. And what that means is that there is the forgiveness of sins that is offered in baptism. It is a means of grace. In the Lutheran Church, we have two sacraments. They are ba- Holy Baptism and Holy Communion. Both of them offer forgiveness of sins. They are a means of grace. Both of them have earthly elements as well as God's Word. You have water in God's Word, and you have bread and wine in God's Word. They, they are offering that forgiveness to us as a visible and an invisible sign that we are God's own people. Now, the scriptures talk about baptism in different ways. They compare it to different things. One thing is that it is compared to uh, being branded. Now, we may not be that hep on that, but uh, when my dad and I took a trip out to Wyoming, we found out from our friends out there, you can't sell any cattle until the brand inspector comes and inspects the brand because they have to know who these cattle belong to before you can sell them. We are branded in at least invisibly branded with the sign of the cross in our baptism. And what that means is that we know who we belong to. We belong to God. Scripture talks about us also that baptism is a washing, a washing uh, of of our washing away of our sins. And you know with babies uh, who are baptized that that makes a good symbol because babies who soil their diapers, they don't clean themselves. Uh, somebody else has to do that. That's, this is, baptism is something that God does to us. It's not something that we do or that we have to assent to. It's something that God does. He cleanses us. And another description in the New Testament is that baptism is like an adoption. And again, that's not something that the uh, adopted child does. All they are is Somebody else adopts them. That's something that's done to them, that God adopts us. This is not something that that we're doing on our own. And so all uh, all of those symbols are in the New Testament for baptism. It's very important. And one of the things that we need to be aware of is that whenever we have something going on, we can remember that we are baptized. Martin Luther, who had a very very personal relationship not only with god but with the devil it had a very personal devil when martin luther was tempted by the devil he didn't just say oh no i'm a believer i don't do that stuff martin luther would cry i am baptized he did not rely on his own puny faith he relied on the power of god who had branded him, who had washed him, who had adopted him, who had made him his own and was there to keep him. I am baptized. I have the power of God on my side. Not just, I want to be good. Martin Luther believed that that was powerful, that God had done that for us, that we were his children and always would be. We are blessed people of God. And it's important for us to, on this uh, Baptism of Jesus Sunday, it's important for us to remember that. We are blessed, which doesn't mean, as I told the kids, that we won't have any bad days. It just means that when we have a bad day, we know God will be there with us. He will be there to see us through it. Not necessarily to dip us out of it, but to, to see us, to walk through it with us. We are blessed people. I remember many years ago when I was uh, a chaplain resident at the North Dakota State Hospital, The chaplains used to have a Wednesday evening chapel service for the patients, psychiatric, chemical dependency, whoever wanted to come. And it wasn't usually all that well attended, you know, 15, 20, 30 people maybe. But I was doing the service one night, and at the end of the service, a a woman, I knew who she was. She had been in a state hospital for years. She was a very sweet woman, but very disturbed. And she came up to me, she had real pressured speech. And she came up at the end of the service, says, chaplain, 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 you need to give me a blessing, you need to bless me, you need to give me a blessing, you need to bless me. And I said, "Oh, okay, Ruthie, Uh, I just did, really. You know, we finished with the the benediction, the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you. No, 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 it doesn't work, she said. Well, what would work? Uh, You know, I'm staying there, I'm free balling it here. I don't know what to do next. So." Anyway, she's 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 standing there. She's coming right up to me, and uh, as I was trying to think, she came up and laid her head right on my chest, and I reflexively put my arms around her and I said, "Blessed are you, Ruthie. You are a baptized child of God. God has sealed you with the sign of the cross, and you are one of His child forever. You are blessed." we love you, God loves you, you're a good woman, and you have the Lord's blessing. Yes, yes, she said, yes. And, and all the energy came back in her face, and she was okay. And then I thought, well, I got through that. Uh, I, and, and then, just after I thought, well, I, I made it out of that one. Uh, then I, I, I looked, she walked to the side, I looked up, and there was a, a, a short line of people waiting to to, to come up. And they each put their head on <laughs> my chest. And... I bless you. I bless you, uh, and it just kind of went on till the line was done, and and I thought, oh, you know that's that's weird and beautiful at the same time. It's you know that that aren't people aren't people looking to know that God has blessed them that they are okay? Isn't that what people want to know? People don't want to just know, is there a God? Yeah, everybody kind of figures that, even atheists. Why are they pushing so hard against what isn't there? But everybody everybody kind of has a sense of that. The question is not, is there a God? The question is, what is God's attitude towards folks? And more pointedly, what is his attitude towards me? Am I okay? Does the Lord think I'm all right? Does the Lord want to bless me and be with me? And the answer in your baptism is yes. Yes, he does. Every single day. Every day. And now our task is to, as I would call it, walk wet in our baptisms. That other people could see that our baptism makes a difference to us. That other people could see that it has had an effect on us. This week. Deborah and I were talking about this. Um, Her birthday's coming up, by the way. She's going to be really old on, was it Thursday or Wednesday? Uh, Is it Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, The 10th, Thursday, yeah. But our oldest grandson has the exact same birthday on the 10th, and he will be 16. 16! He's driving. That's bizarre. And we were talking about uh, caleb and uh, he's he's a he's a good young man, but one of the things i was thinking about I was just thinking about as the years went by and we looked at some pictures of him and so forth but I remember it was just, was this three or four years ago I think I wrote about this in a newsletter one time he was running cross country, and um, there was another little boy what was his name deborah uh, that was he had some developmental disabilities oh that... Yeah, like if Deborah's going to remember. <laughs> if I say a name, Deborah will stand up and go, that wasn't his name. He was, <laughs> I think it was Ryan. Was it Ryan? Anyway, he, 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 he wasn't a great runner. He had, had these developmental disabilities, but he liked to run. He ran kind of awkwardly, but he liked to run, and he liked to be part of the team. And Caleb ran his miles in cross country, and he came to the finish line, And they said, oh, Ryan's still way back. He's still way back. And without anybody saying anything to him, Caleb turned on his heel and jogged back to where young Ryan was. And he grabbed him by the hand, and the two of them came running together, hand in hand the rest of the way, and crossed the finish line. And uh, his mother, his grandmother, and I were just about as proud of a kid as we could be. He was glistening with sweat. He was grinning. And I thought, I thought maybe it wasn't sweat. Maybe he was just walking wet in his baptism. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.